back. Who are you? The doctor. Doctor? Doctor. Uh, the ghost. Who's the ghost? Masked vigilante, but he's super. <gasps> this seems nice. We're here to open your minds. What are those brain things? That they're in life forms. Hey! Don't do that. Die. Duty calls. Welcome back, everybody. It is the first official recording for us after the new year of 2017. We are still here. We're still going into our second calendar year of actual recording, so that's a good thing. And we are here tonight or this morning or whenever you're listening to us to review the return of Dr. Mysterio. And joining me as always, and I'm going to switch it around a little bit, welcoming back after the holidays, Mr. Lee Shackelford. Hey, Lee. Hi, guys. Howdy, howdy. How are you? I'm very well. Did you have a good Christmas? Say. Yeah, yeah, I really did. Good deal. Did you have any, I mean, did you do something fun? Did you, um, you know, like leap tall buildings in a single bound? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't, uh, I didn't swallow the right uh, thing when I was a kid. So, yeah. Ah, darn it, darn it. <laughs> Well, let's see if, the, uh, you know, someone else has... Spoilers, a, by the way. Spoilers, <laughs> yep. Uh, so, you know, Clarence, it seems, well, you know, I just said your name, so I'll just go yeah. ahead and say, Clarence Brown, welcome back. Hi, guys. I'm Clarence, and I make chips. <laughs> no, no, no. Dr. What? <laughs> yeah, Dr. What? <laughs> it's good to be on again. Good deal, good deal. Well, we're here discussing the Christmas episode Actually, I just realized or thought about it. This is our second review of a Christmas episode because we've already <laughs> reviewed the uh, Husbands of River Song. How about that? Which is actually, you know, I I think this is kind of like a bookend to that. To some uh, definitely, mm-hmm. yeah, very much. They're 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 they they were talking about incidents in uh, Husbands of River Song. Absolutely, yeah. but yeah, they was they no, were definitely ahead. trying to pull the heartstrings. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, don't want to jump ahead real too far too soon, but let me ask you guys, any news that you know of? I don't have any in particular. Uh, what about you guys? You, are we talking who who news? Who news? Who, who, knows, who, who knows? What knows? Whatever. <laughs> knows any news that you feel like who sharing? Knows. Uh, I, I know that there is Doctor Who news. Uh, those of us who have been um, uh, downloading... Um, uh, the Power of the Daleks from uh, Amazon, I think, and other uh, retailers who have been uh, feeding it to us uh, a little bit at a time, that we were very happy that we finally got to episode six. And uh, for me, at least, I mean, I was getting them through Amazon. Once you got episode six, you then got... In color. No? One through six in color, yes. All right. And... Uh, and some and some bonus material too. So it ended up being a suite of uh, like uh, sixteen video files, and uh, the totality of it is, I think, is wonderful and something that I hope we'll do a whole review of. All right. So, well, absolutely, because I've already got the artwork ready. So while we, yeah. <laughs> the only thing is left is for us to record. But I okay. want to actually laugh at myself for for a moment, and guys, okay. feel free to laugh, you know, with me or at me or sure. whatever you want to do. Mm. <laughs> All right. Speaking of the colored episode, you know the colorization of the uh, 
Power of the Daleks. I actually was sitting there as I was watching one of them that aired on BBC America going, oh, wow, they colored it. And then I was like, oh, wait, the other was animated, too. They just made two versions. And then it was like, "Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, It kind of felt like uh, (laughs) turnip truck fell off of you yesterday. Well, I I don't know, because uh, I told you I'd done a similar thing with one of the episodes, one of the uh, serials where they've. Uh, restored a couple of the episodes. What was it? Moonbase. Um, the Moonbase, yeah. And so we saw, like, episode one is animated. So when we went to episode two, I thought, wow, their reconstruction of this is brilliant. <laughs> Wait a minute, what am I saying? Yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is the thing from the 60s, yes. Yeah. All right, well, I know we'll review it in detail, but I want to ask Clarence this, because Clarence, I know you've said that you've watched it as well. That this is your first real experience, I think, with the second Doctor. So, what did you think? Mm. Uh, well, I, I've watched most of it. I think I might have a few more episodes to go, but uh, I, it's different. Uh, I'm enjoying it. Um, it's always fun when you see a um, Doctor come along for the first time, and not only him discovering himself, but the people around him trying to figure out what the heck is going on in a that's kind of what we see in this episode. Uh, they're they're not sure who this guy is, and it's, it's 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 a lot of fun around that. And you know, interesting of what you just said, and I think Lee will agree with me here. No truer was what you just said true than in the situation and the episodes for which you just described, because literally. He didn't know what was going on. They didn't know what was going on, and they were making it up as they went. Hmm. Really? What do you think, Lee? That's my understanding, is that a lot of the... the that um, I, I'd like to see that script on paper, because my understanding is that it was just being marked up in, in pencil marks every day, saying, no, that was our plan, but no, no, now we're going to do this. Yeah, because, so, uh, you know, yeah. even with the whole, from that first episode of him referring to himself as, you know, the other doctor, or didn't refer, you know, calling him him and whatever Mm -hmm. you know it was so very confusing so confusing but 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 don't want to go i mean sorry go ahead clarence no i I was just going to add uh it would be interesting to see the to hear to be a fly on the wall to hear that discussion of how they conceived this idea of actually you know continuing the same character on with different actors you know um it 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 is is very a very cool concept. I don't know if it's been done before in any other piece of media, but yeah, just to see it come about for the first time is pretty cool. Like right, Lee, correct me if I'm wrong here, but wasn't the original idea that was floated was and this was one reason they called it renewal, not regeneration at the beginning, was Troughton was would take on the more um, athletic episodes or the more active episodes and it would be something where he would transform back and forth but then Hartnell got too ill or uh, to be able to continue completely so that was when he was replaced but wasn't the original idea that was floated was alternating not replacing I, I've never heard that. I think wow. I, I think it was, I, and I'll, I'll have to go back and yeah. we'll follow back up. But I, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure that I didn't dream that that I had yeah. read that somewhere. Certainly, in uh, Adventure in Space and Time, they 
they talk about this as being a holy cow what are we going to do because bill really can't do this anymore right uh let's let's just get another actor you know yeah you can't do that well hell he's an alien we can do anything we want you know yeah so and speaking of doing anything we want uh we can go back and take decapitated heads and put them back on and what better the time to do that than at christmas (laughs) (laughs) so let's 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 kind of segue back into our main topic here which is uh the return of dr mysterio so let's let's kind of say what happens at the beginning we see uh the doctor basically hanging uh from a rope outside someone's window and there's a little boy in the house getting 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 caught in his own trap getting caught in his own trap very good and he said he tested it Of course he did. That's why he got caught in it. So I tested it by accident. So when he, so when he, so when he's falling or he's there, he knocks on the window. The little boy opens the door or opens the window. And then, you know, automatically it's funny because he shuts the window and, you know, has to go ask his mom, not realizing, okay, this guy's fixing to fall from what was it? 60 floors down? 60 floors, yes. So what did you think of the of that very beginning? Uh Clarence, I'll let you take that. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting, but uh, you know, why would the doctor get caught in his own trap? I don't see that ever happening in any case, but it, it was it was a funny moment. And I also thought it was extremely funny how when the the kid goes and tells his mom about the strange man at his windows, I guess she just thinks it's Santa. And you know, yeah, the strange old man, man. yeah, <laughs> and, and bring him, bring him milk and cookies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, so Lee, what did you think? What did you think of that opening? I, I enjoyed that a great deal, and um, I think it's probably safe to say that the three of us wish we had some of that wallpaper. Oh, the wallpaper was too cool. <laughs> yeah. Now, what year do you think this was? Uh, what What year would you have taken little the little kid uh, having been in? About what year do you think it was? It seemed very classic Superman or other superhero things we were saying. So um, I don't know. Uh, it, well, I I have that Superman comic that he was looking at, and I bought it uh, in 1985. Oh, okay, you're good. Yeah. So yeah. Yep. I, um, I, I I was curious to see which one, if if either of. Uh, could you know share the geekiness here which is well, I, hadn't, I hadn't thought about it until this second but yeah i can date that scene pretty if that comic is new to him yeah. do you think they had to get some type of licensing deal to actually use superman's images in the show or some I'm, agreements or anything yeah i'm a, <laughs> I, i've learned to i've learned to worry about things like that so yeah i, I wondered yeah and um, i would think the same would be true for uh, marvel as well yeah yeah. But um, but yeah, that is that is a book by uh, written and drawn by John Byrne, and I don't know if, yeah, I, I don't know if he gets a nickel because they featured it, you know, on camera for so long and you know flipping pages back and forth. But, yeah, and not, yeah, yeah, and I mean, and going into like detail, detail with it. And Clarence, the significance of this particular book was the re. It was not actually called uh, Superman. It was called The Man of Steel. And mm-hmm. it was John Byrne's representation of Superman immediately following Crisis on Infinite Earths. So yeah. this ah. this is the retelling of Superman's origin 
that modernized him, quote unquote, and really it did for 1985. It, it was the new telling of Superman's origin, taking out the Superboy origin, and of him coming to Metropolis, and that that was what you were seeing. And especially a great choice for this for this uh, script because the John Byrne Superman was taking pains. John Byrne was really the first to, to ask, I think, seriously. Seriously, this great big hulking guy puts on a suit and a pair of glasses and nobody knows who he is. How is that? You know? Oh, yeah, they play that up in this episode. Yeah. That, that idea. And, and that's actually what that comic that uh, that young, uh, that the boy is reading, <laughs> that's kind of what it was about. So, um, so we're, ki- we're kids of the 80s, kind of like what I remember, um, you know, Seemed like Spider-Man was a big thing lately, or is still kind of the big superhero. Yeah. So it was like in the 80s, late 70s, was Superman like the equivalent? Kids had covers and curtains and everything in Superman back then? or, or what, what? Oh, yeah. The merch was definitely there. Yeah. 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 Superman has Superman and Batman have pretty much remained consistent regardless of of what you know, age it is. They've been a big merchandising, whatever, for DC pretty much all along. It's their incidentals. Whereas Marvel on the flip side, you know, they they wane and, you know, like back then, because John Byrne had been previously with Chris Claremont uh, on Uncanny X-Men, uh, mm-hmm. he had written, uh, they, they teamed up, I think, all the way through um, the death of Jean Grey and X-Men 1... I'm going to say this wrong, but I think it was 137 <laughs> was when, when Jean Grey You died. could lose all nerd cred there. You yeah. Know. <laughs> but I think it was X-Men, Uncanny <laughs> X-Men 137, I think was when uh, Jean Grey died or the Phoenix died or whoever, you know, you get my Wait, point. Wait, Jean Grey died? Yeah. Uh, can you believe Jean actually died? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Marvel. Wait, Clark Kent and Superman are one and the same. <laughs> really? Not, hey, not anymore. Oh, okay. For as as speaking to other comic book people, though, I have to ask: Did you have the same reaction I did when the the doctor showed that he had drawn uh, eyeglasses on uh, Superman? <laughs> yeah, that was that 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 yeah, was kind of yeah. funny. That was cool. Yeah, the, but that's not the reaction I had because I just said, "I don't care who you are. You do not draw glasses on Superman." <laughs> In my 1985 John Byrne, you do not. Okay. <laughs> well, you can go back to Calipari. <laughs> just, just, just FYI, while while we were talking, I went to Google. You know, okay. all hail the mighty Google, yeah. and I did a search for X Men One Thirty Seven, and lo and behold, it was a double sized issue that was uh, very expensive. I think it was seventy five cents, and wow. it features the Weird. death of Jean Grey. What about that? So Kyle was right. Uh, you recall great cred and- restored. Well, and probably better than mine because I, I'm remembering when that uh, that comic book that is shown on screen here was out through my memories of graduate school. So the truth is it could have been anywhere between 1983 and 1986, but I think I'm right about it being 85. I think anyway. it's going to – let's see here. Man of Steel. Yeah. We, yeah. I knew this was going to happen. We're not going to talk about Doctor Who, are we? We're going to... <laughs> All right, so... It's a dangerous road. Exactly. All right, so, uh, Lee, 
I'm going to give you uh, <laughs> honorable mention street cred because okay. it was so close to crisis, but it was a 1986 comic. But yes, but, yes. but but I would imagine, considering the fact that it came out July through September '86, they had already started thinking about it by in, in 1985. So I'm yeah. going to give you you know a no prize for as they exactly. said in That's- Marvel. That's gracious, but yeah, I wouldn't have seen it until '86. So, so we mm-hmm. think this is okay. You know, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page here, and it says that this is um, Christmas Eve, 1992. Oh, okay. It, it says here, I don't know what their source for that is, but yeah. So he he's taken good care of that comic for six years. Then, could it have been? Ah, I think I may know what their source would have been. They played up the fact that he had been gone for what was it 24 yeah for 24 years so if you said this is present you take 24 minus and i'm wondering if that's how they came by the uh but that 24 years isn't significant at all you know we don't know no where has he been for 24 years (laughs) yeah but when when you can travel through time i mean (laughs) all right so lee kind of for anyone who's not seen it uh, fyi Mm. people spoilers uh, ahead <laughs> if, if you, you haven't already that, figured yeah. it out um yeah. kind of set up lee you're the, you're our resident storyteller so for anyone who's not seen it set it up of kind of what was going on what happened and what brought us to the action so to speak so to kind of set it up for everybody i, I very simply um I, I was hoping this is what would happen is that the doctor has this incredibly rare gemstone and he gives it to the little boy who has a cold and he says, take this. Yeah. Cause he's the doctor. Right. Exactly. <laughs> he's already told him he's the doctor. He's got a glass of water that has been standing in his pocket. I love that touch. And I immediately thought he's going to swallow it I, and I, <laughs> I, because that's what I would do. And I hope that that's what's going to happen, you know? And lo and behold, that is in fact what happens. And, um, so we don't we don't know what happens to the machine that the doctors built there that relied on having that gemstone to power it, but yeah. um, but what happens instead is that Grant, of course, um, his wishes are granted. He gets his Christmas wish, which is that he becomes a a, a super powered human. Now the doctor immediately calls him a superhero, and I I yeah. thought that's generous because um, as we have seen, all of us who are comics fans, having um, superpowers does not make you a hero. So, anyway, you know, I was actually told one time that if I had any, if I was a comic book person, I would be Doctor Doom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think I've, I've been. Uh, I think the same observation has been made about me too. And you, okay. Well, I want to see if the it same works. observation is the is the same for the reason. What was the reason you would have been Doctor Doom? Um, a, a madness for technology and um, not particularly liking to show my face. Okay. Mine's different. Mine would have been, and actually, actually, Actual I. Megalomania. No, not, no, not quite. Uh, somebody else has powers and I don't, so I must have them. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, just, just, yeah. you know, just as simple as that. So. Right. That's not megalomania. <laughs> that's just, uh, I want, you know, why does somebody else have powers and I don't? Exactly. Exactly. All right. But, but back to the power of, uh, the doctor. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Clarence, what did you think of going – did anybody notice or what did you think about if you didn't notice or did notice? It, we were nine minutes into the story 
before we ever got the opening credits. Did did, did you notice that? Uh, no, I really didn't. Uh, and I guess I, since it's not a normal episode, I wouldn't really expect it in the same tone as, that we usually get it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I thought it was fine. I, I liked the opening sequence, and it felt like it all went together. So, and they yeah, didn't, didn't cri- and they didn't, that. you know, and I noticed they did not Christmasize it. You know, last year the planets were all um, ornaments, mm-hmm. and this, you know, it was just the, the the and snow exactly and ice on the TARDIS, and this time it was just normal, you know, opening credits. Which, yeah, that, yeah, that was a bit different. Tell us, um, all right, Clarence, I'll let you take this one too. Uh, what did you think of uh, Grant? Um, I, I I thought he was a good a good character. I he's certainly plays the role of nerdy guy very well. So I I thought he fit in uh, great with this episode. Uh, it's kind of you know he kind of looks like he could be a Superman character. Um, I enjoyed him. I All thought right. he played the role well. Uh, what, what did you think of him? Did you not like uh, Grant? Am I sensing something here? All right. Well, I want to ask Lee first. What did you think, Lee? I loved Grant, and I loved the ghost. And I loved that uh, I thought the actor played them both uh, equally credibly. And um, maybe the the elephant in the room here, at least for somebody my age, is that Stephen Moffat and I are both huge fans of the 1978 Superman film. And part of the genius of that film is how beautifully Christopher Reeve can play Clark Kent and Superman and for us to really yeah. not feel like they're the same person. And, uh, uh, I think that, uh, Justin Chatwin here, I think he succeeds in doing that too. The design of his mask really helps. And that was a brilliant idea. Um, but, uh, I really believe both of those are as, as, as credible people. And you notice he's doing the, uh, the Batman voice, when he's the ghost, which is a, which is sort of a wink I in that bet. direction too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so Dr. Well, Fletcher. Yeah. Well, <laughs> unfortunately I'm going to disagree with you, Lee, <laughs> for the, for the same reasons that you said that you liked it on my mm. first watching. I, he was the only thing that I didn't like and I did not find him believable the first time. Now on hmm. second watching, I ease back on on it a little bit, only because I had read of the comparison, you know, with Christopher Reeve, and I'd had some time to mentally process it, and I'd listened to it um, audio, just you know, listening to it without the you know picture. But yeah. the first time I watched it, I was like, okay, you are actually making it for me a little cheesy, and is 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 that because? of your affinity for comic book characters in general, or is it something about him in particular? That, I think it was uh, something about him and the lowest character or the Lucy, um, as she was called, like, uh, it just at, at, at the beginning, they didn't seem authentic to me. It was like they were tr- trying well, too hard to make them comic booky. Well, I mean, they were, they were playing very much cliche, uh, cliche roles of, of superhero slash, you know, Lois Lane type characters. So, I mean, I don't know how you can really get around that too much because that's, that's what they were going for in particular. Uh, I mean, to that end, I think they played both of those uh, in, in, in line with what I would expect. 
I well, I'll tell you what changed my opinion somewhat mm-hmm. in the second go through of watching it was in the first episode. I mean, in the first watching, uh, it was almost until the very end before I actually changed my mind that I think that this is some dream state that the little boy is in or that, uh, you know, Grant's still a child and the gym has made him dream. And I was like, okay, please don't be something like the dream crab again and, you know, you know doing that yeah. whole thing. But I, but I was actually thinking that this was some kind of, you know, fabrication that, that he had gotten this wish and he sees himself because you had the Harmony Shoal with their globe that looked like the Daily Planet. And I'm like, there's just too much <laughs> homage to yeah. uh, all of this for it to be real. But then it turned out being real. I mean, that's exactly what they were going for, though. I mean, in that sense, I think it's fine. I, I can understand your uh, reservations of it as it being, you know, too on the nose or or uh, kind of cheesy. But I think that's what they're going for. And if you go back and, you know, the, no blaspheme or no disrespect, but you go back and you read some of the comics from the 60s or, you know, even before compared to today's terms, they would be cheesy. <laughs> You know, yeah, so, um, you know, but, you know, I'm not saying I didn't like it on, it just didn't blow me away as like I would have. But if you, but if you switch and you compare it to what they were trying to achieve, I think they hit the mark. I'm just saying it didn't work for me as well as it might could have. Well, and the show is trying really hard and I felt it succeeded in at once sort of mocking conventions of comic book superheroes. The doctor uses the word stupid and I laughed out loud. <laughs> just just talking about the fact that there is this love triangle and Grant is two of the people in the triangle. But that yeah. is, you know, that has always been true of uh, Clark Lois and Superman, you know, uh, yeah. except, except in continuities where it is not. But, you know, originally uh, Clark uh, Lois hated Clark Kent, but loved Superman. And you always had to wonder, why is he keeping up this pretense? Why is he doing this? You know? Yeah. So, I mean, it really is. It is a it is a fun idea. But also, if you take it seriously for a heartbeat, it gets stupid. And so uh, they were I, I felt like the show was trying to be very affectionate about that. Yeah. But also acknowledge the inherent absurdity of it. And so. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and they. They kind of play it out to, you know, to by the end of the episode, she realizes or is told, I can't remember which, you know, what's really going on. But, you know, it's funny you should say that because um, my Superman I grew up with was the 90s show Lois and Clark. Right. And, and it's just like so jarringly obvious. <laughs> this is the same dude. I mean, it, 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 I, you know, as me growing up, I never could get over why she just doesn't know and this in <laughs> this show played on all of those um thoughts that i had back then well you know think about it back in the 50s you, you know superman could literally throw planets around i mean he was that yeah. freaking powerful that yeah. you know he could um and, and they played up on that in the christopher reeve movie with him you know flying backwards to turn back time yeah so uh, <laughs> even though that doesn't make any sense, just don't, right, <laughs> don't exactly. think about it too much. Yeah. Mm. But. Now, you know, let me say this about uh, Superman. This was one of the little 
end things that they put in there that was kind of cool. When Mr. Brock suggests that they, to the reporters that are there, if they want any further questions, they need to direct those questions to Miss Schuster or Miss Siegel, which, yeah. you know, are the names of the uh, creators of oh, Superman. Yeah, yep. which, yeah that's awesome. Yes, now, I clapped my hands in my living room. Thank you. <laughs> now, curious, I've got a question for you. And since I directed the last one to Clarence, I'll direct this one to you, Lee. Harmony Shoals, did it sound familiar? It did, and because there were so many uh, kind of uh, uh, tips of the hat, I, I was going nuts trying to think, you know, uh, the building looks like the Daily Planet, specifically the Daily Planet from the Superman movie. <laughs> um, so I was saying, Harmony Shoals, is it an anagram? What, you know what? And I've been Googling it and coming up with nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, help me out here. Okay. Do you remember last year when uh, River and the doctor were in the uh, restaurant and there was the guy that came that was, you know, supposed to um, purchase what River had. And he said that he uh, represented the shoal of winter harmony. Wow. Hmm. That's nice. So and they're and and once we've seen them, you know, split their skulls open and uh, pull things out of them, yeah, then we say, "Oh, I've seen this this race before." Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It's interesting. Which they were all. Well, no, they now take that back. They weren't all. Uh, they were not all bald. There was just the one guy that was bald, but the rest of them that were there had hair or looked normal or or whatever. So same people. Yeah. Good catch. Cool. Well, I, I didn't actually catch it. It was actually caught <laughs> by something called Wikipedia. Um, God, now, God bless it. Now, one thing that I did uh, catch, did did the uh, rooftop look familiar? <laughs> yeah, well, that's a big old love letter to the uh, 78 Superman film. Um, you mean something besides that? Or? Yeah, something besides that. Didn't that also uh-huh. look familiar to to what and it may not have been the same one, but it looked familiar to me of what Amy and Rory dropped, jumped off of in uh, the Angels Take Manhattan. It may not have been the same one, but that hmm. kind of uh, you know reminded reminded me of that. Well, once again, Wikipedia is saying uh, something that I, I don't know what the the source uh, of the observation is, but they're saying that the the device the doctor is building at the beginning, which he said. He was trying to to fix a time paradox, mm-hmm. and um, here's somebody who says that the the one he's referring to is the one created in the Angels Take Manhattan. Really, hmm. And right. that was and say and and when he said that, now this is Wikipedia aside. When he said that about Manhattan, you know that because remember he he was talking about he couldn't take the TARDIS back there to get Amy right. because the. Uh, timelines were t- so distorted, the disturbance, mm-hmm. and said, it, so. it would blow New York apart. And so now it's he's a fair surmise, but that it's and, and and now we know why he can't do that because he had one chance to fix it, and uh, Grant swallowed the gem. Yeah. So exactly. <laughs> so we can't have Amy and Rory, but we can have the ghost. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And you know, uh, all right, let's. Uh, um, look at the name of the uh, the episode itself, The Return of Dr. Mysterio. When I first saw that, my first thought was, okay, that is very cheesy because Dr. Mysterio is going to be 
the superhero character and you know, I thought really? it was too. I assumed that as well. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Clarence, take it. Why did you, you know, what did you think of when you realized, oh, well, he's the ghost. He's not Dr. Mysterio. Yeah, well, I think the ghost, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I think he, the, uh, the young Grant tells him, calls him Dr. Mysterio. Right. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, yeah. so I, I really didn't expect him to be Doctor Mysterio, but yeah, that that was pretty cool. A cool twist that I wasn't expecting. I thought it it made a lot of sense. All right, what about um, you know the, you know let's go back to what they mentioned. What about the uh, comments that he made about Spider Man, which I thought were funny. Remember those? Oh yeah, the, it's 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 it goes by so fast that you have to really be a. Uh, um, uh, tuned in to catch it, but I, I love that, and it's it's a conversation I've had with my friends many times. That you know, only in the Marvel universe does being exposed to radiation make things better. Because um, <laughs> yeah, you know, Doctor Banner should be dead. He should have just been blown to atoms, you know, yeah. in his original uh, um, uh, origin story. And yeah, when you get bitten by it, well, for one thing, you can't make organic matter radioactive, so there's no such thing as a radioactive spider anyway. So, <laughs> so yeah, but. But he's right. You know, he's saying, oh, so what are his superpowers? Uh, you know, cancer? How is that helpful? You know? <laughs> uh, oh, no. Uh, he can, uh, you know, uh, leap. You know, he's uh, got the proportional strength of a spider. And it's like, right. what in the heck is that? Other than it sounds really cool to say. That's right. Yeah. All right. So um, so we, we pretty much uh, have seen the doctor. He comes back and you've got these two characters uh that you f- you find out in flashbacks that um, that Grant is grown up now, and you know he's had this gym all of his life, and you see the doctor touch in on him whenever he's a teenager. Oh, see- I love those scenes! I yeah. love the scene when he went back in school, and the you know I guess the love interests of his back or the girl he liked back then turns out to be. Um, Lucy. The woman who's yeah. babysitting for, yeah. <laughs> or nanny, yeah. excuse me. <laughs> That's right. Yes, so, I, I thought that was great, and it was kind of cool to see him in his adolescence. Uh, you know, dealing with liking a girl, and also dealing with this power they can't really control. Um, so, I, yeah, that that was cool seeing those flashbacks. Yeah, what did you think? Is, like? I think it's I think it's a conversation many of us have had too. Wouldn't it be great to have when we're you know thirteen or whatever? We'd say, wouldn't it be great if you you had X ray vision, you could see all <laughs> these girls and naked, you know? Yeah, what if you couldn't turn it off? Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, to, to, <laughs> to that point though, um, again talking about Superman, I'm sure Cal mm-hmm. watched Smallville when it came out in the early 2000s. Yep. His, his the first few seasons was just that it was him trying to deal with all these different powers. Yep. He really didn't understand and know how to use, and and he had very similar uh, experiences, uh, mm-hmm. likewise of, of when he's discovering these things. And yeah, I thought that was that was pretty cool and reminded me of Smallville a lot. Yeah, mm-hmm. I enjoyed Smallville. Just as a side note, uh, <laughs> you know, it was a little I, long in the tooth, but I, I mean, yeah, it did. And I, I still haven't seen the last season, but I will say this: before uh, Smallville, I never liked Lois Lane. Never. Even in the Superman movies, I never really cared for Lois Lane. But the character, uh, I mean, the actress, I think Erica 
Durant or Erica Dunst or whatever. I apologize for not saying her name correctly, but she made me like Lois Lane for the first time ever. So kudos to Smallville. Well, and so that's a a good uh, segue to talking about Lucy, who I just completely loved in this. Um, Oh, yeah. Lucy Fletcher. And I don't know. um, I asked Kyle because you're the keeper of quotes, but I I want to to learn um, what the doctor says to her. He tells her that you're 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 so clever that I'm actually listening to you, which is very unusual <laughs> for me because usually I just tune people out. And we've seen that. We know that that's uh, true. Okay, and, and I'll that is tell as you close ex- to a compliment as he's going to get. <laughs> okay. and, and I'll tell you what that reminded me of. Uh-huh. Um, it reminds me of the conversation that he had with Madame Vastra when he first regenerates. This is in Deep Breath. Uh, the first uh, episode of series eight or season eight, whichever one you want to call it. And it, um, and it's when they're, he's talking about how they all sound different. And he's, he's, he makes a comment of saying, uh, normal, you know, I normally take standing, uh, catnaps usually when other people uh, are talking. I'd, and then I wake up for my turn. Something is, and that's what that yeah. reminded me of. That's right. Well, I mean, her being a reporter, you know, being very inquisitive and and th- what was that on the table that she was using for her truth meter? I thought that was really good, but I can't remember exactly what it was. It was some squeegee, yeah, squeegee toy squeegee or something. Squeegee baby toy, but um, I, don't, I don't know what it was. Do you remember, Lee? I, I I I just watched it again just a little while ago, and now I can't remember what uh, what it was called either. But uh, Mr. Huffle or something. Mr. Like Huffle, that. that's yeah. it. Is it is it Mr. Huffle? Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's sort of like she's not going to torture him. She's not going to hold a gun to her head. But we will inflict pain on something <laughs> that isn't even real. But she knows that our our sympathy will naturally tend to go towards it. Yeah, and and then and just making her... this cry of distress. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and just her natural perception as a reporter to kind of question the doctor and kind of have him on edge for a minute, which, again, playing on that trope of Lois Lane, yep. how could she be this smart and not know about Grant? So, <laughs> and, and I felt like where the script ultimately takes us is that we really do believe what we want to believe. Um, not to get too grand about, you know, um, what I think is a, really a fairly simple story and, and not intended to be anything greater than what it is. But uh, we know that Moffat has got a lot of affection for, for Superman and especially for, you know, the, 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 the Richard Donner films. And she, she wants to believe in these two different people because they're both so special to her. That she, she literally can't hold in her mind the ways yeah. in which they obviously overlap, you know. And I, I and I love that. I, I I think that is a very good observation about real human behavior. That that we we really are like that. And and just like think about the opposite. You think of um, you know Christians who believe in Jesus. You know he's our savior. Jesus is God. Think about that in the reverse. You know. <laughs> You have this guy that you can see and you know who he is and he's saying that he's something else is is almost to be something that supernatural is unbelievable if uh-huh. he just tells you. So, I mean, I can I can see a person thinking that this superhero is just so powerful, so 
awesome that there's no way he could be this guy that I'm I'm going to work with to, at a newspaper place every day. <laughs> right, exactly. And yeah. especially when the person acts so differently as mm. one or as the other. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I think that was one of the reasons uh, that Man of Steel, the comic, was so, you know, groundbreaking at the time. It did away with a lot of the geeky, uh, mild-mannered Clark Kent. You still had the glasses, but he went from being this, you know, uh, little kid that kind of stayed in the stands in high school to being a star football player and being told, you know, you've got to watch to make sure you don't use your powers, but yet, but he's a football player. Mm-hmm. You know, so you had that, yeah. you know, you, you got rid of him being, you know, this kind of outcast and uh, picked on Clark Kent to being the all-American Clark Kent. That's right. Yeah, one of the things I remember fondly from that that John Byrne run of the the the, the comic as we were talking about was the fr- Lois coming to Clark's apartment for some reason, and you know being kind of scornful of him, and then seeing that his living room is taken over by this giant weight set. And right. She just sort of says, "Wow, okay, that explains it," you know, which of course is what he has it there for. But yeah. <laughs> uh, but she says, "Wow, okay, uh, you know, this makes me rethink the puny weights I've been lifting, Clark. You know, yeah, good good for you, you know." Uh, so we didn't try to pretend like he doesn't have the build of Superman the way we did on the George Reeves series where, you know, don't, don't look at him too long because he's pretty obviously Superman. And, and, you know, you mentioned George Reeves. I want to go back a a little bit even further than that. And I'm wondering, even though I don't see this written anywhere, I wonder if Lucy's last name of Fletcher, I wonder if that was intended, to Ooh, be what? to pay, and I think you know where I'm going with this. I do the Fletcher cartoons back from the Fleischer, 40s. Yes, that's right, the Fleischer Brothers. Yes, yeah, perhaps. I think I, I, you know, I sort of wondered. Well, since everything here seems to have some kind of a correlation, why Fletcher? Yeah, maybe that is it. Fleischer would have been too much on the nose. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you you can you can toss a Simon uh, Siegel and Schuster out at the, you know, <laughs> in a line of dialogue. But yeah, if her name had been Fleischer, that would have been a little too much. Right. Exactly. But yeah. And for all of our listeners who have never watched the Fleischer Brothers Superman cartoons, drop what you're doing right now. Put us on pause. Yes, and go watch them, and you will be astonished. I think yeah. that will be one of those. Yeah, they are, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Mechanical Monsters may still be my favorite Superman film of all time. I don't know. But um, anyway. Well, Craig, um, I think one of the reasons why you had Mechanical Monsters back then was Lex Luthor had not been invented yet. Well, that's true. Yeah, you get a lot of a lot of Luther wannabes. Yeah. yeah. All right, so let's uh, talk about the head in the room. So you know, got their head back in the game, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> we saw Nordle return, or Nardole, as the Doctor uh, likes to call him. So, and I'm seeing it spelled both ways online too. I think that's interesting. It's N A R D L E, or N A R D O L E, and I haven't noticed in the closing titles. Well, what, what what the official version is? Well, I won't. Since we mentioned him, I did a shout out as our discussing who Twitter account uh, today, and uh, the the very kind Mr. Matt Smith responded. I mean, not Matt Matt Smith, Matt Lucas um, responded that he liked our tweet. So thank yeah, you, Matt. Oh, thank you, awesome. Matt Lucas. I, we very much appreciate it. And basically what I said, which I'll say it again on the air because it was 100% true, 
I'm actually very much looking forward to having him back, whether it's part-time or full-time in season 10. Yeah, it it kind of reminds me or, or makes me feel or think that nothing is ever off the table in Doctor Who. <laughs> uh, as we see, you know, doctors come back, you know, uh, just thinking as recently as class, uh, Rom loses his leg and then goes off and gets a new one. <laughs> one yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it, it's good to have a, a fan favorite, you know, uh, people clamoring to get them back when we actually see them come back when they see they can use them on the show, which I have to say, I really enjoyed them being uh, the doctor's companion is it, kind of the simple but inquisitive guy <laughs> mm-hmm. that's alongside him. And we even get to see him fly the TARDIS, I think. Yes. So. How about that? Yeah. <laughs> and doing pretty well with it, too. And yeah. I think we'll see more sides of of that character, obviously, as you know, the story goes along. But, I mean, to me, he had one of the best scenes of the entire episode was when, of course, and we all know I love River Song, but at the end where he actually is the one who tells them, you know, uh, her name was River Song and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And why it matters. Yeah. And why it matters. So let me ask this question. Wait. Look, go ahead. Go before, ahead. Before you ask your question, you mentioned one of your favorite parts of the episode. I just want to mention one of my favorite parts real okay. quick. Uh, when the doctor and Noto go to the Tokyo branch <laughs> and they ask how they got all the people to r- run away. And he said he flooded, flooded the first floor of the building with Pokemon. <laughs> I laughed my tail off. Man. I thought that was so great. <laughs> and that would have worked anywhere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that was so good. Okay, so I'm going to um, <laughs> reference a an episode of the Colton Collective. And I don't remember what episode it was. But it was their episode where they celebrated their seventh uh, anniversary. So go to cultum.com, look up seventh anniversary episode. Yeah. You'll hear episode. you'll hear a friend of ours uh, from Podshock and Cultum, Mr. Ian Bissett, tell a story in there about a woman getting out of her car and chasing trying to find a Pokemon. And so as I'm watching Doctor Who on Christmas tonight, I'm hearing Ian in the back of my head tell this story of this woman. So, uh, you know, anybody listen, you know, put us on pause, go find that episode. It's a funny story. Uh, but that's what I thought whenever he, I hear chasing Pokemon with Doctor Who. Yeah, well, guys, I may, have to, I may have to jump off in a few minutes. So uh, uh, <laughs> very quickly, I, I'll share with you. You know what I think is my favorite little moment of this whole thing? Um, well, I love, I love that, that, that the, the final revelation that really, that, uh, in, in Lucy's mind, the superhero is the guy who's the nanny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know. That was awesome. Yeah. That was cool well, too. Now, before you have to go, I, <laughs> now go I ahead. can't say anything else because I choked myself up, but the, but the, the other thing is I just love, love, love that moment of her, uh, sneaking in on the, the, at, uh, uh, you know, in the super secret uh, building and so on, and then hearing someone chewing behind her, and she turns and it's the doctor eating eating sushi out of the bento box and saying, "Yeah, yeah I brought snacks." Yeah, that was cool. funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let me ask yes, this I question because uh, I I, I want to get this in before in case you have okay. to go. Yeah. Do we think at this point, and I think I'm unfortunately know the answer, but I'm going to mm. ask it regardless, that the story of River Song is done. Yes. Next question. Clarence, what Agreed. do you think? 
Agreed. I, I, I think it's over. I and hope. I hope against hope that both of you are incorrect. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'm thinking you put so the nail beautiful. in the coffin, literally. Well, <laughs> yikes! She's still alive in the library, you know. Yeah. No, yeah, so no, 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 no. No, because she faded. She the the doctor. I mean the the river after um, the river that we saw in. Uh, the name of the doctor was from the library and she faded at the end. I need to see that again. Yep. Go back because remember uh, that was where, uh, you know, he says, you know, I'm the only one that can see you and blah, 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 blah. And then, then she says goodbye. And then she says, instead of hello, sweetie, she goes goodbye, sweetie and dissipates. Say it. There's only one way I'd accept. If you ever loved me, say it like you're going to come back. Well then. See you around, Professor Riversong. Till the next time, Doctor. Don't wait up. Oh, there's one more thing. Isn't there always? I was mentally linked with Clara. If she's really dead, then how can I still be here? Okay. How? Spoilers. Goodbye. So, hmm. she may not. I wish she were. Didn't remember that. So, um, and for anybody listening, I just put that clip um, in so everybody could hear that. You know, Very good. Anytime we can have more river, more power to us. All right, so leave. Um, before you have to go, let me ask oh. you, is there anything that's going on with you that you, any updates on how everything's coming with the new podcast? Relativity. Um, relativity is in post-production, I would say. So um, um, uh, it is in that um, that mess, well known to so many of us uh, <laughs> who do this, where it is in a million tiny pieces, and I'm trying feverishly to stick them all together. Come along with us on a voyage of adventure and mystery. How will we travel? Through sound and imagination. Who travels with us? Two people in trouble, each determined to help the other, but separated by unimaginable distance. What is the bond between them? Relativity. Come along with us. All you have to do is subscribe to the Relativity Podcast, available on iTunes, YouTube, and Podomatic. 
and at relativitypodcast.com. So, um, yeah, I'll be telling you more about that. But meanwhile, www.relativitypodcast.com. And my only other thing is that uh, I have a simple but profound question to ask Kyle before I have to go. Okay, all right. And I know the conversation (laughs) may continue. And I think Clarence already knows what my question is. Kyle may know what my question is. But it is an important one. Okay. You've never seen a Bond film? (laughs) oh that's a good one no i have never ever ever seen a bond film film not one zero none nada okay private message a a a mailing address okay because you're you're about to get some mail (laughs) it it is at uh lee shackleford i am uh you know i teach here and i go there and i am on this and i'm on that and relativity.com (laughs) podcast.com no seriously i have never ever 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 seen a uh just like i've never seen any of the faster and the furious or the the fate of the eight or whatever they're called i've never seen any of those movies i've never seen a bond film Mm. now i have seen get smart the tv series but uh (laughs) and i've seen austin powers but i've never seen a bond uh you've seen the bond spoof but you haven't seen bond right okay yeah (laughs) yeah yeah I, yeah, I think I need to send you a copy of You Only Live Twice. Okay. <laughs> I think you need You Only Live Twice in your life. Well, yeah. but see, so. I do so much better. I've lived 13 times at exactly. least. No, only two. <laughs> Sorry. that's. <laughs> Although the franchise clearly indicates otherwise, right? <laughs> James Bond yeah. lives lots of lives. But... No, I, no, I haven't. And, and uh, you know, I'd, I'm also someone who didn't eat pizza until I was about 18 or 19 years old. So, oh, so there yeah. you go. Different strokes. Yeah. <laughs> and I watched that TV show, too. Exactly. <laughs> 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 I I do got to go, guys. I, this is great fun, and, and you know whatever whatever our rating system is, I completely love this uh, this Christmas special. It's it's been my favorite in many many years. So there you go. All right. Well, with that, Thanks, my friend, we are going to send you off back through time and space. So uh, see you next time. Already. Thanks, guys. All right. Talk to you later, Lee, and have a good evening. All right, well, Clarence, I think it's time to now kind of give your idea of what you thought, and we've let Lee go, and uh, he's back in the past or present or future or wherever he might be, um, maybe with Osgood taking down Harmony Shoal. Who knows? <laughs> so what did you think? What was your what was your rating? Um, I give it a high rating. I really love the comic book tie-ins, and, you know, as with Rogue One, knowing the references makes it all the more um, enduring. And, and just hearing you guys talk about the things that I miss as it relates to 
the the 86 Superman uh, Man of Steel comic and just some of the other uh, references to the creators names and things like that um, that really enriched the experience even that much more so you know I kind of want to go in and just watch it again after knowing knowing those things and I I really enjoyed the episode and I, I thought it was great um, but yeah one, one other thing that we can think about that came out of this episode is that unit is probably infiltrated by these uh, by these aliens Interesting. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was wanting to give a shout out to the fact that we may not have seen her, but we did hear talk of Osgood in the um, episode. So who knows? That may be a setup for a season 10 episode. Yeah, we may see these brain hijacking aliens again. (laughs) So, so Kyle, what did what did you think of the episode? All right, so what did I think of the episode? On the first, well, f- for starters, Doctor Who, 2016, one episode. I'm going to like it regardless because it's a Doctor Who yeah. episode. You know, yeah. we, we had been starved for so long, and we had, what, a two- or three-minute appearance of the Doctor in class. So other than that, maybe five minutes, but other than that, no Doctor – Except for you know, power of the Daleks, yes, no Doctor, um, <laughs> you know, no new current incarnation Doctor 2016. So I'm gonna re- like it regardless. First watching, you know, you, I've already said what I per se didn't like. Second watching, you know, I would say I'd give it a 3.5 to four overall. It was not my favorite. And I wanted it to be with the comic book thing, but you know, some, something was just missing for it for me. But I still say it was good. It's something that I would go back and watch again. But it it was just I wasn't blown away by it. You know, Cal, if you would stop being such a comic book hipster sometimes and just join <laughs> the the wretched masses of all the rest of us down here, maybe you can enjoy it a little bit more too. Yeah, but see, <laughs> it, it wasn't necessarily the comic book thing. It was okay. I, 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 I'm, I, I, I'm just busting you. <laughs> I know, I know, but I think it was just there was I don't know there was just something. It goes back to that authenticness. I didn't like the over the top comicness of it, whereas you know, like, you know, Lee did. I, I just didn't like that as much. Not saying it was bad. I just didn't like it as much. Yeah, I mean, and in, in especially in a day where we have uh, the more sophisticated uh, superheroes, it, it, that, this episode in particular uh, definitely harkens back to an earlier time in comics. Yeah, and you're right, and you're right. And, and it may be exactly what you said, you know, we, our last comic book episode was was discussing the death of a character. You know, with the death of Scott Summers. So yeah. you know, you you look at that and everything going on and comparing that to this. So I, I see your point and and a very valid point. So good 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 point. So before we before we wrap, uh, I want to talk briefly about the trailer that we saw. Um, what did you think of seeing a few more glimpses of Bill? Um, I'm not quite sure. Uh, we did get, you know, a few more scenes of her, but 
You know, I am um, hopeful now that we know Nordle is going to be on board. I don't know in what capacity, how many episodes, but we will see him on board. And, you know, um, I think was Pearl Mackey's her name. I think, I think she'll be. I think she'll be good. Um, yeah, uh, I really don't know. We haven't has, haven't seen much. <laughs> no, we haven't. And, and and I remember an episode that we did last year of uh, Doctor Who Podshock, where we sit and we went over like all these different questions of what might be happening, what was our speculation, what what was going to happen based on the trailer, and what I want to prevent myself from doing this year is try to speculate too much on the trailer because nine times out of 10, I was wrong on everything I speculated last year because the trailer is a trailer for the specific part to make you speculate. Yeah. You know, and, and, and sometimes that leads just down roads that you never go down <laughs> and never happen. And I will say this now that we have a new companion, um, we're we're starting over once again. And, you know, instead of having basically two doctors with Claire and the doctor, <laughs> we now have somebody who's who's at the beginning of this journey. So hopefully we'll get some exciting um and, and maybe even thought-provoking episodes. And when I say thought-provoking, I'm I'm talking about something along the lines of uh, Heaven Sent. You know, I like I like episodes that make you really think. And and I don't think we've been I don't believe we've been getting a lot of those lately. So hopefully we can get a lot of that going. And and you know, I think she is once again is going to be our surrogate uh, for these adventures with the Doctor. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. And you know what I think. One thing I'm excited about is she bring she brings the first time for me I think we will ever see Capaldi's doctor play on his own. And what I mean by that is I, the the Clara doctor carry over from the Matt Smith doctor yeah. into yeah. him was just too tied to me to Matt Smith. And I think you've never seen Capaldi's doctor be on his own that's not tied to something else not like oh well he's the replacement doctor of matt smith with her and you know i I just think this is a good opportunity for his doctor no 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 bad thing on clara but a good thing for his doctor as far as fans seeing him interact with someone else other than clara yeah, I mean, and just someone new, someone fresh, and it, not in the sense that that um, uh, Jenna Coleman was it, but it's like you're having somebody who is um, new to these adventure adventures and doesn't carry the same uh, bravado as Clara did, as as you know, especially in her later episodes. She she got on the level of the Doctor as far as the way she thinks, and which kind of was her ultimate demise. Right. So it, it's good to see a reset there, which uh, can kind of kind of usher in maybe some more adventures that are more exciting. Um, and yeah, again, like I said, it's just her being the surrogate to the audience, and we just getting in and having these adventures with the Doctor and yep. Nordle. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let me end on one final question, and I was saying speculation and whatever. But this wasn't necessarily in the trailer. But do we think that Capaldi will stay past this 
next Christmas? Hmm. Uh, I don't think we can really say that until we see how this this season kind of progresses, uh, if it's moving in a certain direction. Uh, I mean, I think it would be as a good a time as any for them to uh, go to another doctor. But, you know, by the same token, I think it's largely dependent on the course of the season. If you're just looking at the episodes now, I know there may be a whole bunch of backroom talk slash people wanting X to happen, but I don't know. I think we just kind of got to wait and see. What do you, what do you think about I, it? I'm kind of like you, you know, it could, it, it could go, you know, either way. I, I think people are t- so mindset in, well, Moffat brought Matt Smith with him and the tenant made sure that he, you know, not made sure, but it was, the time he wanted to leave and whatever, and it just happened to coincide with Russell T. Davis leaving. So just my point being, just because you are changing executive producers or showrunners doesn't necessarily mean you're changing your lead actor. And a case in point, yes, the ratings were down last year. However, the Christmas episode was the highest uh, rated episode uh, for the year, uh, you know, for uh, BBC America. So, Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. It, it had um, 1.7 million viewers in, on BBC America. It was BBC America's top telecast of the year across all key demographics. And it was hmm. the most talked about Christmas Day television program on Facebook and Twitter. Now, in the U.K., it did an official rating of 7.83 million viewers in the UK, making it the sixth most watched show on Christmas Day 2016. Again, and that's in the UK. Interesting. So, oh, and they do something called an appreciation score in the UK, and I wish uh, Dave Cooper were on. He could give us a little bit more idea of what the appreciation index is so dave if you're listening send us some feedback and tell us about the appreciation index and how that's calculated and what it means we would very much appreciate it hint 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 um but having <laughs> said that, that for a reason <laughs> yeah uh but 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 they had an 82 so i do know 82 is good you know 82 is high so um yeah so it was pretty well received looks like yeah so i, I just Something popped up in my head. This is crazy. So let me just th- throw an idea at you. Do you think there's ever there'll ever be a time where there's possibly two Doctor Who, Who shows running simultaneously with different doctors? Mm, I know where you're going with this, but I mean, I know there's no talk of it, but it's just something. I'm just rambling, really. I I would probably say. That would be interestingly done, but I don't know if they would have the budget to do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if this were HBO that that was producing (laughs) it and they had a bigger budget, but considering the fact of how the BBC is from you know tax revenue or you know you pay you know your television tax, I, you know, you know you you keep hearing of cutting the budget and and heaven forbid. British uh, forbid, BBC forbid that over the next few years that the Brexit 
taking doesn't impact their financial standing to the point to where the BBC is further cut. An example of being BBC Three used to be a ter- terrestrial, you know, regular television, yeah. and now it's uh, you know an on- just an online TV show only. I mean, a TV network only. So, yeah, it was maybe. Made me think of that too. Is like you mentioned the original, what you thought you had heard of the original plans to switch back and forth episode to episode from uh, in in the first um, regeneration or renewal, as they put it. Then I think it would be cool. This is like an idea to have a season to where maybe we have our current doctor, but the second episode of the season is like a totally different doctor, and nobody knows what's going on. And maybe by the end of the season, like tied all together in some great, uh, significant story that I can't even think of right now. Just just something that might make the Doctor okay. fresh. All right, <laughs> I, 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 all right, I've got a good one for you. On those alternating episodes, would it not be cool if that was actually the next Doctor? Meaning, yeah, that yeah, was the exactly. Doctor that was rep- and 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 the finale is that current doctor, whoever he may be or she may be, regenerates into that person at, in the in the finale. That that would yeah, be kind of cool. Yeah, you can do some timey-wimey thing to make it all work, but that, for much smarter people than I to come up with. <laughs> well, we've already <laughs> like we've cool. done something similar to that with, um, you know, the, the season, what was it, the sixth season, where the finale happened on the first episode when the doctor is killed on the beach and then it takes the whole series to get back up to where they were on the beach again yeah 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 so cool interesting all right well i think that's pretty much returned dr mysterio to christmas day so let me ask you anything else are you working on well, now I'm, while, when I'm not coming up with Doctor Who fan fiction, as just witnessed by the last 10 minutes, uh, <laughs> what I'm working on is uh, my other podcast, techpedition.com. That's T-C-H-P-E-D-I-T-I-O-N.com. And our last podcast is a podcast about Rogue One. So if you've seen it or haven't seen it and want to know what it's about, spoilers included, go check it out. So, Kyle. What what have you been working on that you want to plug? Well, you you know, other than the fact that enjoying listening to Techpedition, and uh, I I want to give another shout out to the gentleman who was on our last episode, episode, excuse me, uh, for the Reality Breached uh, podcast. Thank you again, Sergio, for being on with us. And he probably won't hear this because he has professed to not watch Doctor Who, but (laughs) we're going to send him a shout-out nonetheless. He does say that he does listen to our comic book and sci-fi episodes. So just uh, if if anybody's listening and go to realitybreach.com, send them a message and say, I heard them talking about you during Doctor Who. And just so he knows, maybe that might prompt him to, you know, pick up and watch some Doctor Who. But, but yeah, regardless, and, re- regardless. Yeah. And let me just add that uh, if anybody listening, just, uh, I mean, we don't have ads or, um, you know, this is free. So help us out by just sharing the episode with somebody who you think might like it. Uh, that will that will really help our show and expand the audience. 
Right. Also, and if you could, if you are subscribed via iTunes, I know it takes a few minutes because it, it's it's not just a once click stop. But if you could like us on and comment and leave us some feedback on iTunes, that will help us get discovered as well. Like Clarence said, you know, this is a free uh, podcast. We we are not doing this for money, but we would like you know to be exposed to as many people because we do. Uh, believe in what we say we want to hear from you we want to hear from people and absolutely you know send us some feedback we'd very much appreciate it yeah this act at tech uh, i'm sorry <laughs> i almost said at discussing who on all the various platforms uh twitter facebook you can just search for discussing who you will find us pretty easily uh you leave us a voicemail at uh 805-850 d who or send us an email at discussingwho at gmail.com. And we, we love your feedback, as Kyle just said. All right, good deal. Well, for the first official episode for the year of 2017, I think this wraps it. And with that, we are out of here. You've been listening to the Discussing Who podcast. Discussing Who is made by fans for fans. No copyright infringement is intended. Show us your fans of the show by liking us on Facebook, following us on Twitter. You can find us on the web at www.discussingwho.com. Want more Discussing Who? Find us on iTunes, Google Play Music, Player FM, the Doctor Who Podshock Alliance, and more. Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you. I'm Bill. I serve chips. He's a professor, or a lecturer, or as I call him, Dr. Watt. And now we go everywhere. It's like a spaceship. Any space? Where are we? Which way is Earth? What's the Dalek? Can I use the toilet? Any time. Get in! Ah! And now I see everything differently. Exterminate! Where are we? Basically in the middle of a war. Ah! And it's not as bad as it sounds. I'm the doctor. I will save all your lives, and when I do, you will spend the rest of them wondering who I was. Are you out of your mind? Yes. Completely, but that's not a recent thing.